Coming up on tonight's NHL on the ice, we'll talk about around the league, all the news here in the NHL. We'll also talk about last night's Saturday night's games. We'll recap everything that happened in a busy Sunday schedule, and really odd busy Sunday schedule coming up here um, this Sunday in the NHL. And we'll talk about team by team. We'll go through each team. And we'll talk about what each team uh, a topic on each team and what each team needs to do. All coming up here with Brian Yates, Alex Alex Musket here on NHL on the Ice this morning. Back in front door, shot, Good morning, everyone, and welcome to NHL on the Ice. Brian Yates, Alex Musket here for the next two hours talking NHL hockey, catching you up on the week that was. But before we get into some hockey talk, it's rivalry week between Alex and I as our football teams are playing today against each other. 
That's right. Second year in a row, Pats and Steelers. So we're, we're pretty fortunate enough to have that. Uh, it's going to be on our local air, airwaves today. But is it really a rivalry when the Pats just kick the hell out of the Steelers every year? <laughs> well, you want to yeah, you want to call it last year. I mean, that that was a touchdown. What? No, they, they yeah. ruled it. He was down. Yeah. They never crossed. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens today with uh, James Conner being out. And uh, yeah, it's it, uh, they got to rely on uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown. Um I'm looking forward to this game. I mean, it, it, on the flip side, I'm not too happy about the way the Steelers have played the last couple of games. I mean, they played like ass in Oakland last week. Uh, I don't know. I, I know John. I know Ames is in here. Uh, he might agree with me on this, but I said if 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 the Steelers lose this division this year, I think Tomlin should be gone. No, Ames would 100% agree with you, Ames. Yeah. Ames is very honest about his team. He doesn't sugarcoat it, but he would tell you absolutely Tomlin would have to go if they end up losing this division to Baltimore. Um, yeah. On the flip side, what the hell happened in the last play of the game in, in Miami last week? Holy smokes. It was like, uh, don't worry, somebody else will tack- tackle him. Ah, uh, no, no, somebody else will get him. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, nobody else got him, and Drake runs in for a, a well, they say miracle in Miami, whatever horse crap they wanted to call it. I'm, come on. New England, you're yeah. better than that. Disappointed, extremely. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think it's a it's a redemption game for both of these teams this week, but. Steelers got home field advantage. I don't know if that's going to count, but um, I, you know I do want them to win. This Alex, we should have done a road trip. Yeah. Pittsburgh is only a four-hour yeah. drive. Yeah. Yeah, just take the – yeah. We would have to speed up. I mean, if we were to leave now, and we would have to really speed through Ohio, but – I don't think we'd want that no. because, you know, the no. state troopers. <laughs> Unless I have an Ohio license plate, no, I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, uh, for those who have, who don't know much, I mean, if you're driving through Ohio and you got a Michigan license plate, do the speed limit or go a tad below. Because if you go two miles over, you, you expect pulled over. I mean, I've, I've, I've never even been pulled over, but I've heard a lot of horror stories coming as a kid. So, uh, yeah, just just watch your speed. Well, Alex, one thing we need to fix on this show is the length in between shows that we've been doing. We've got to tighten this up. We gotta we gotta get more shows in. So, we 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 gotta. I know. Our schedules have been way crazy, and I'm hoping mine settles down a little bit here. So, and I know you're busy Sunday mornings and retail and stuff like that. We got to tighten this up. We got to get some more shows. We've gone, what, a week and a half without a show? Two weeks? Oh. Something like that? I think two weeks. I think the last one we did was on a Monday. Yeah, I think it was the, was the third, I think we did. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's been almost two weeks, so 
we'll have to figure this out. We'll have to tighten up, get more shows in here. Uh, with the Christmas break, I know my availability is going to be a little bit more open. So if whatever your availability is, we'll do it. All right. So, because there's space in between shows, there's a lot to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. First off, Seattle. Officially the 32, 32nd team in the NHL. Um, great fit for the NHL. I, I, I don't think they could have picked a better spot, location in the NHL to have an NHL team. Yeah, it, and it's been talked about for quite some time. Uh, I, I'm happy that Seattle got an NHL team, uh, especially you know, they have the teams. I mean, the only teams professionally they got were the Seahawks and the used to be the Supersonics, and you got the Mariners. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think they deserve it. I think it's uh, on, on the flip side of that, it, because their team's going, what, 2020? Won't be next year, but the year after that. Um, what was it? Twenty. Twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. It's twenty one. Twenty two. It'd be yeah. interesting to see what their team name would be, because there's many you can think of. You can think of the the tadpoles, the Rainiers. Uh, My favorite's been the Kraken. Yeah. I would like to see the Seattle Kraken. Mm-hmm. What about you? You yeah. got a favorite one? I like the Rainiers just because I was looking at this Seattle Mariners throwback jerseys that they wore a while back. It's it's a, it's a pretty cool name, and the jerseys were pretty cool. So I don't know if that would translate. Well, Thunderbirds are out of the question because that's the WHL team. And I think they want to move on from the Metropolitans from back in the nineteen early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, I was thinking that at first. Oh. When, I know when the topic of this first brought up, but that you know that's not going to happen. Uh, I I tell you this. I mean, as soon as soon as they get their GM and management in place, Ken Holland, I think they're going to going to be under pressure because look what happened with the last expansion team. They were in the Stanley cup finals. So they're going to be under a microscope no matter what they do. Well, I think Vegas was able to take advantage of some of the teams on keeping players. I don't think Seattle is going to have that opportunity in their expansion draft. Mainly I think I know we were saying Ken Holland that his name's been heavily linked. So, so we'll we'll see about that. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I want to go back when we when they first started talking about Seattle coming into NHL. I'm trying to think who we had on the show. I want to say we had Kevin Allen on the show. And Kevin's been really good. Kevin broke. Kevin, way before Vegas came in the league, we asked Kevin, where would be the spot for expansion? And he said Seattle. Mm-hmm. NHL's been wanting a team in Seattle for years. Um, so when the opportunity came around, uh, finally, uh, more... 
more of a stable opportunity, they jumped on Seattle. Um, he also said that he thinks Kevin Holland would be the next GM of the Seattle franchise. <clears throat> um, this was before Eisenman stepped down from Tampa. Um, so, and I, I'm, I know he's been busy. He's been really busy. He's been on the road a lot. I'm hoping to get Kevin Allen back on the show soon. Um, he's been, he was down uh, at the Camellia Bowl yesterday with Eastern Michigan and uh, Southern, whoever the hell they played, Georgia or something like that last night. So he was at that game. So he was able to come on the show yesterday, or today. Uh, but I'm hoping to reach out to him and get him on soon. But he talked about Ken Holland being the, the GM of Seattle, possibly. And like I said, this was before Eisenman stepped down as GM with Tampa. So when Kevin Allen says something, I listen because he's oh, usually yeah. right. And just like, um, and because of Seattle coming in the league, they had to move a team out of the Pacific into the Central. And the next team I want to talk about is the Coyotes. Um, that's a team that I hear multiple things. I hear that they're going to stay in Arizona. That the NHL really wants them to stay, and I get it. I mean, they put a lot of work into Arizona. They put a lot of work into sure. Arizona more than they did in Atlanta to keep them in, in the NHL. They really think with a different location, a different arena, closer to um, uh, a major city, <clears throat> that they can get the fan base and grow the fan base and get the fans into the arena. I'm not so sure about that. I mean, and and Kevin, the last time he was on the show last year, said, you know what? I, I'm starting to have concerns about Arizona right now. Right. And we're and with Arizona moving into the central, the an open of interpretation of where they could go. And the next up would be Houston. I was thinking that. Because if you look, all these teams that are in the Central are in the Central time zone. Winnipeg, St. Louis, Nashville, Minnesota, Dallas, Colorado, and Chicago. All in the Central time zone. I think Colorado's mountain. I don't know. But they're within the same area of time zone. Um, except for Arizona. Arizona, I believe, is Pacific time. So now with Arizona move, reluctantly moving to the Central Division, it leaves open, well, you know, I, I, I think at 32 teams, you're done with expansion for now. And the, the one thing you're going to look at is relocation. Arizona leads, I believe, that list of relocation um, of any team, followed by possibly Florida. Because Florida continues to struggle with attendance. Yeah. Now, you know, we hear Quebec. Well, Quebec keeps getting screwed. Quebec this, Quebec. Quebec is not a a, a market that it, – it's a great fan base. It's a big fan base. But the market, is the market there for them? Uh, we're talking about a Canadian team 
with with their Canadian dollar being low, you saw the hoops and whistles and bells that the Winnipeg Jets had to do to get their team back. So, Alex, I ask you, is Quebec a viable place to have an NHL team? I would say, yeah, it won't be an expansion team. I think they're, you know, like, like you're saying, they're done. I mean, 32 teams, that's, I think that's tapped out. Uh, I have seen a couple games wh- where they've played in Florida. Uh, the attendance is, I'd say, abysmal at best. That's probably the best word to describe it. Uh, I would say Quebec would be a better viable option than Florida because Florida, you got fans that are not showing up. Quebec, I think you can have a uh, the fan base is there. I think I still I still think that. Imagine, just imagine when you get Quebec and Montreal fans. I mean that's that place is going to sell out regardless. I think it'll be a little extra zest to it when you have the Quebec Montreal rivalry, uh, the rivalry de Quebec back back together. I I would say yeah, uh, it's a better option than Florida. Just my opinion. And that's something I'll ask Kevin next time we have him on next time. Is Florida next? Who's next to, to – somebody's got to relocate. There are teams that are struggling in the NHL. Uh, we heard stories of New Jersey hemorrhaging money a couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But Florida is abysmal. Like you said, it's atrocious. I, I I'm not sure. Quebec financially could handle a team. They would have to be a new rink. I'm sure they would have to be a new rink in place for that to happen. Um, and ownership. Yes. It's going to be an ownership that um, uh, that really has the money um, to be able to uh, make sure it's viable, right? Yeah. And <clears throat> we talk about it. And it's funny. I pull up an article, uh, USA Today by none other than Kevin Allen. On the, this was last year, it looks like. Um, the NHL commitment to considering Seattle as a 32nd team makes it tempting to wonder if the league is in route to becoming a 34th team league. Could the NHL handle a 34th? Um, it's not a significant leap to see the NHL embracing Houston as the 33rd team in Quebec City, the 34th team. Houston is the USA's fourth largest city in terms of population. Adding Houston expands their NHL television reach. Quebec City, um, today the city offers a new arena, a passionate fan base, and a strong potential ownership group. The fact that the Jets are thriving, owning the NHL's fifth best record, well, at the time last year, uh, shows smaller Canadian markets can find success but like Quebec City, Jets previously had an NHL franchise, watch it move to Arizona, and then welcome it back in 2011. Um, <clears throat> if the NHL adds Seattle, then Houston be- could become the 17th team in the West, and Quebec would be the 
17th team in the East. Um, he said it works. Houston and Dallas could become rivals like Seattle and Vancouver would be a revival or would be revivals or rivals reviving it. The battle of Quebec between Montreal and Quebec. Um, <clears throat> Kevin goes on to say it's a logical progression, but the reality is far more complicated. Um, it has no expansion plans beyond Seattle. Um, the NHL at 32 teams already has more teams than Major League Baseball and NBA. Uh, if Seattle joins, then the NHL would match the team count of the NFL. The size of other leagues doesn't matter. The NHL geographically is different because of the Canadian aspect of the sport. But the comparison to other leagues serves as a reminder that a league needs to be careful about overexpansion. Um, expansion means more teams splitting league revenues. The NHL is thriving economically, but it does have franchise with issues. As the Coyotes need a new arena, as Florida still ha- has haven't developed a fan base they need, uh, Carolina Hurricanes fan support has declined. Although there is evidence that fans will support the team if it's successful, with new owner Tom Dundon <clears throat> there, and we'll get into that a little bit because. He, He's a bit of a wild card. I want to talk about Tom Dunn. And I think he's a little bit good for the NHL because he doesn't go along those lines of traditional owners. Uh, we'll get back to him in a minute. Um, it's clear with the Hurricanes, with an agreement <clears throat> in place for new ownership, they are not going anywhere. But work is ongoing in the other two cities that, in that an argument against expand, expanding beyond 32 teams. As that... Uh, Dictated as the NHL is, I'm sorry, as dedicated as the NHL is making it to work in South or in Arizona, it makes sense to have soft landing locations available for relocation. Um, other major issues issues for potential Quebec franchises: the rising cost of expansion fees. Quebec wasn't brought in with Vegas because of the declining value of the Canadian dollar. We keep talking about that. The, um, the dollar is not su- supportive of an NHL team in Quebec. The fan support is given in Quebec, but could the team generate enough revenue to financially justify spending that much on a team? At that point, the price expansion was $500 million. Just six years ago, the Jets re-entered the NHL from Atlanta for $170 million, which included a $60 million relocation fee. Quebec's path to the NHL could be five times that amount. Today, the NHL asked for Seattle for a $650 million expansion fee, and they paid it. That's $835 million Canadian. So the next time, if there, if there is a next time the NHL considers expansion, the price tag could be over a billion dollars Canadian. Unless the Canadian dollar rises in value, how does Quebec make that work financially? So... Huge obstacles for Quebec to get into the NHL for an expansion team. Now, relocation, possibility. But they're not going to get an expansion team. It, it It just financially does not make sense for the NHL to expand into Quebec right now. Oh, I agree. 
So for for all the NHL fans or all the Canadian fans saying, well, why not Quebec? Why not Quebec? Well, that's the reason why. Because financially, can't support it because of the Canadian dollar. And I get it. I get the passion. I, I would love to see another team back in Quebec. I would. I would like to see Florida move out of Florida. I would like to see Arizona move out of Arizona. And not because I hate Arizona. Not because I hate Florida. I just think financially and sensible for the NHL to not have teams there. And I know that they're trying hard to keep Arizona in Arizona, but I just don't think it works. I mean, it's been there since 96, and here we are 23 years later, and we're still talking about Arizona not working in Arizona. Yeah, and you look at it this way. Can, can you imagine a a Dallas-Houston rivalry in the NHL, not just the NBA? Right. In the NFL. You still have, you have it in football. You have it in basketball. You'd have it in hockey. Yeah, I mean, why not the NHL? Three, right, you would have three different sports that have that rivalry in. And there's a rivalry there. There's no doubt. Oh, yeah. Um. But like I said, they're not going to get an expansion team. Quebec will not get an expansion team. If anything, they'll get a team to relocate. Yeah, that, that's the only way. So. And that was from Kevin Allen last year. So, And nothing's changed, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except that Seattle's now in the NHL. When that article came out... He, you know, they were talking about Seattle, but Seattle's in. And look at, at what they had to pay to get in, $650 million. So, so unless you have stable owner group that has a shit ton of money in Quebec, you're not getting a team. That, that's the, the unfortunate truth. Yeah. Come to Seattle. No, we were talking about names. I, I, I've got another idea for a team name for the Seattle NHL expansion team. Okay. How about the Star Pucks? The Star Pucks? Star Pucks, mm. you know. Starbucks. Yeah, I, 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 I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, <laughs> That's funny. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Funny, the Starbucks have a I have coffee pouring out of the puck, have stars around it. <laughs> That's not bad. A donut shaped puck. A donut shaped puck, yeah. A bagel. <laughs> yeah, see, I, we got to we got to chip in that idea to the Seattle management team. We could probably get some uh, get some profits off it. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll trade it. Trademark that NHL on the ice trademark. Um, Starbucks. Some news around the league. Um, Let's go back to, what was it, Thursday night. Top two teams in the uh, Atlantic Division faced off. And surprise, surprise, Andre Vasilevsky returned for the Lightning against a 
a measurement game between the Lightning and the Leafs, and the Lightning absolutely dominated that game against the Leafs. Yeah, Vasilevsky was uh, he was awake for that game. You see that save that he made? That's the save of the oh, year. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they did pretty well. They did pretty well without him you know, during his absence, and it just shows you know, it's like they 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 got their franchise goalie back. Uh, you know, that's good. I think it's really gonna that's gonna give them a huge boost. I mean, not that they needed it, or you know, they they're nine and one their last ten games. Uh, they they say they really didn't need them, but that was that was a litmus test for the. For the Leafs, I mean, for those fans who are saying that they're going to make the, they're going to win the Stanley Cup, I mean, that's, yeah, they they feel miserably in that litmus test on Thursday. Yeah, uh, they went twelve and three uh, without without Vasilevsky, and they looked really good without him. Louis Dominguez uh, looked really good. Too bad they sent him back down. To the minors, but uh, I thought uh, with you know Vasilevsky out, they looked really good. I mean, still. And um, let's see. I had it up, and now it's gone. I don't know what happened to it. Huh? That's good. Give me a minute. Uh, yeah, they went 12-3 and with Louis Domingue in goal when Vasilevsky was out. Eisenman may have picked a Stanley Cup season to leave his GM post with the Lightning. Um, they've looked real good. And and with Tampa Bay uh, getting Vasilevsky back, uh, they look even better. 9-1 and one in the last 10. They've won eight in a row. Um... Oh, man, they are they're they're scary. They're the best team in the NHL right now. Plus forty two goal dif- differential. I'm not sure if there's a team that can match them. I don't know if Washington can match them. Yeah, that's all Washington. That's probably the only thing I could think of. But Ovechkin's been on fire. Oh, I'll talk to him about him in a minute. We'll get to him in a yeah. minute. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Lightning, 50, 51 points, best in the NHL. Uh, they get their number one goaltender back. I mean, they're, they're a very scary team. Um, they play great game coming up tonight. They play at the Jets tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, so that another – um, benchmark game right there uh, to see one of the best teams in the West going up against the best team in the East. So that's going to be a fun game tonight to watch. Um, let's get into Ovi because this is a topic that I I talk with some of my hockey friends. Um, just the season he is having at the age he is is incredible. Pass for Saboka that was a buddy pass. Look out here. Big glass. Go! Alex Ovechkin, thank you very much. It's 3-3. The 
Fans are taking this one in, as am I. His 29th on the bullet. Six-game goal-scoring streak, his high now in streaks in his career. It's hit 14 games. Here is the shot, glove side. And the goaltender Hutton had his glove close, but close, but no. It's almost like the Stanley Cup has re-energized Ovechkin. He is having a phenomenal season at 33 years old, 29 goals, back-to-back games with hat tricks, eighth player with 14-game point streak at age 33 or older. Um, Coming off his second consecutive hat trick, Ovechkin scored the tying goal in Washington's fifth straight win to extend his point streak to 14 games. The Capitals... um, Ovechkin now needs one goal to join longtime Washington forward Mike Gartner as the only player in NHL history to begin their career with 14 consecutive 30-goal season. He has been the first NHL player to 30 goals on four occasions, all in the last six seasons. Ovechkin became, like I said, the eighth player in NHL history to post a point streak of 14 games at age 33 or older, and the first since Luke Robitaille had a 15-game run at age 34 and 99-2000. He's having a pretty good run, isn't he? He is on pace for like 60, I want to say 68 goals this year. With no signs of slowing down. Um, Could he potentially push towards the record? Pushing for for Gretzky, he would have to have. Well, Gretzky's at eight ninety four, so that right. would be. Maybe he might be pushing for Gordy. You don't Gretzky think he might get be Gretzky? That's good. That's going to be tough. I mean, if he he's playing at this high level, he could give him a run, but. I'm looking at the uh, all-time goal scorer leader list. He's already 15th. He's got 636. He's he's four behind Andertruck. Of course, he's going to pass him. He might pass him by the end of the week. <laughs> he's trailing Shan- Shanahan's got 656. Robitaille's got 668. He could pass these guys this year. I mean, he'll probably yeah, – Solani's got 684, so he's probably going to pass him next year. So, so yeah, my math my math's a little slow. So all right, it's yeah. it's early it's, it's early Sunday morning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, he would have to play this high level for the next several years to catch Gretzky. So let's see, he's th- what? Where is he at right now? He's at uh, Ovechkin's at six thirty six. Six thirty six, and what was Gretzky? Eight. Eight ninety four. Eight ninety four. Two hundred fifty eight goals. Two hundred and fifty eight goals. He's thirty three right now. So let's just say he plays for the next seven years. He let's say he plays till forty. No lockout, mm-hmm. nothing stops him. He would have to no average injuries. almost no injuries, almost thirty-seven goals a season. 
So actually, so if he gets another 30 goals this year, which I think he will, um, so from age, I, I should have did it from age 34, but let's say he puts up another 30 this year. I, I you know what? I don't know, man. I mean, if he, look, he came in, actually, he, he came in 10 pounds lighter this year, which is amazing because of all the beer he drank. Because I know the guy can drink beer. I've seen him. I've seen him at the All-Star Game in Columbus at a table by himself drinking beer, a lot of beer. Um, you saw his party antics. You saw his party antics over the summer. But he came in 10 pounds lighter. So the guy partied, stopped partying, lost 10 pounds from last year, and looks more more dedicated. Uh, he looks more uh, invigorated. Um, he looks very – I don't know. I, 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 I can't find the word to find it, but he looks determined to have another great season. And if he looks like that this year, who's to say he won't look like that for the next six years, right? Yeah. I think he's got the potential. He he's could. got the potential it's, to yeah, push A lot it. of things got to go with though. Oh, I agree. I agree. Who knows what happens in six years? We could face a lockout. He could lose a year of that, which would suck. And who knows if it wasn't for the, you know, back in 2012, 2013, it was another shortened season of the lockout. Who knows how many goals he would have had, you know, if there right. was a full season. I don't know. He he might have the potential to push it. It's going to be fun or, to see. Uh, also, well, the year he was drafted in 04, there was no season after the year after he was drafted. So who knows what kind of numbers that could have been up, but. So a year and a half he's lost. Yeah. So no, it, it it'll be interesting to see if he can do it or if he can push it. Would you say that no. he's the best goal scorer? I, I'd say he's the best goal jo- scorer of this generation. Where would he rank all time? Because there's like two goal scores I could think of that would be up there. I mean, we never got to see Maurice Richard. You know, first guy to score 50 goals in 50 games. I would say another goal scorer, and he's so under the radar, and he had a really shortened career, which which is sad because I would love to have seen him post numbers if healthy was Mike Bossy. Um, are you talking pure goal scorers? Pure goal scorer. Uh, yeah, I think you could add Brett Hall to that. Yeah. Brett Hall was a pure goal scorer. Gretzky was early on in his career. Gretzky posted yeah, big numbers was... early on, and then later in his years, he was more of an assist guy. Yeah. I mean, the the, the records that he had, especially with Edmonton, I mean, 50 goals in 39 games, that'll never be broken. Oh, don't say never. Mm. <laughs> But it's a long shot. Time. Yeah. It, it's definitely I mean, a long it, shot. 
But it's tough um, to get 50 points in 59 games in the NHL. Oh, no, I agree with you on that. Uh, the, well, yeah, I, I think that's slowly starting to change um, because of the rules that they are putting in place for goaltenders and their equipment, trying to slim them down a little bit. I think I think scoring is up a little bit this year. Um, one guy who I think has potential, Patrick Alaine, 23 goals, um, he has the one, two, three, four, five, six most goals before turning the age to 21 in the NHL. Yeah, that's he uh, is the potential to be the he is the potential to be third. He needs five to pass Kovalchuk. He needs eleven to pass Stamkos. And he needs looks like nineteen to pass Howard Chuck to have the third most goals before hitting the age of twenty one behind Gretzky and Jimmy Carson. Lonnie's a pure goal scorer. Oh yeah, just just think of just think of that that, that draft a couple of years ago, him versus Matthews. I mean, both Toronto and Winnipeg are definitely winning on on those picks. Oh yeah. Um. I, I, I'm not sure if I can put Lonnie yet as a generational player. Matthews is trending up. Lonnie, I want to see a little bit more of Lonnie. I know, he's like I said, he started the season like crap. He had three goals, I think, in the month of October. He scored 20 goals since the month of October. Yeah. Well, that trip to Finland really uh, rejuvenated him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, imagine if he didn't have this slow start. Oh my God, man, he could have been. He could be with Ovechkin. He's only five behind Ovechkin. Yeah, or six um, behind Ovechkin. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I like these numbers. They're pretty impressive. Let's see what happens in a few years. I mean, you, you hear of all these players that come in the league. They start out like gangbusters. They're, you know, they they do really well. Their stats are really good. And you don't know what happened, but they just they just dip down, and you you know it's there. You never hear them again, or they'll, they'll be playing in the minors. Jimmy Carson's a good example because he started out in L.A., had had a really good uh, good start to his career, came a fifty goal scorer in his teens. He was part of that trade to Edmonton with Gretzky. He you know he mm-hmm. did all right there, but uh, yeah he. he had the trade to Detroit, and then it just kind of spiraled downhill, his career did. So you never know. I mean, you, you never know what to expect. I mean, you, that happens in that, in every sport. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, if Obaskin can get there, if Line A can be that player. Um, I'm still trying to think of Ovechkin. I mean, six years is a long time. You're you're playing till you're 40, um, and like right now he's on pace for 68. I mean, if he could put like, say he puts another 60 plus goal season together for 60 goals, 50 goals for the next couple of years, you trim down that average from 37 goals to a little bit less, to about 30 goals a season. You know, I don't know. I think he could do it. 
I think he's got the potential to do it. Yeah. And like we were saying, everything's got to go his way. There can't be no lockout. He would right. have to be injury proof. Um, see what happens with that, that party regimen in the summer. I'm, I'm, yeah. That, that Stanley cup, I think that really, you know, went it for the first time helped him out as well. Yeah. I, 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 something tells me he may slow down a little bit from the party. Since he's got the cup, maybe his next focus is on breaking Gretzky's record. Yeah. I know we were talk I know you were talking about his, his drinking stories and all that. There's no way he'll catch up with Andre the Giant. Oh no way. No way, no way. No one could no one could touch Andre the Giant. Uh, Andre the Giant's the Wayne Gretzky of uh beer drinking and, and partying. Yeah. Andre was a beast. I still need to watch that documentary. The, Seriously, I mean, I, I don't want. There were some wrestling documentaries that were okay. I'd say next to Ric Flair's Thirty for Thirty, that's probably one of the best well done Which wrestling was awesome. documentaries. Yeah, Ric Flair's Thirty for Thirty was awesome. Oh yeah. I, you know what? I actually it, recorded and I started to watch it. Is the Tyson and Buster Douglas Thirty for Thirty? That looked interesting. So I have it recorded. Yeah. I just need to watch it. But yeah, I have to watch that Andre the Giant documentary. Yeah, it was well done. I, I'm not a fan of. A, I don't watch a lot of ESPN, but I'm, I always look forward to their 30 for 30 documentaries. They're really good. Yeah, I, I definitely want to tune into that one. Um, we're, t- we're talking about hot teams right now in the NHL. Um, there are quite a few. Tampa's nine and one in their last ten. Capitals are eight and two. That's it in the Eastern Conference, really. In the Western Conference, it's a little bit different story because there are quite a few hot teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, um, there's about three of them, four of them, four of them. I want to talk about one that has snuck into the wild card. Looks like five, six of them. One that snuck into the wild card that looked like they were left for dead um, about a month ago. And it is the Edmonton Oilers. Yes. Miko Koskinen has a 7-2 and two record with the goals against below 1.75 and a save percentage of .966 since Edmonton made the coaching change at the start of the Grey Cup week. Um Four coaches changes in the NHL, and none, none more than this one has had a significant impact on a team that was basically on life support. They're eight one and one in their last ten. They are at thirty nine points. They are tied with the Sharks in the Pacific. Um. They are five points behind Calgary, who's been red hot, 8-1-1. Mike Smith has been put on IR. Uh, John Gillies was called up, uh, I want to say, Friday. Mm -hmm. So so two teams that are red hot, Edmonton and Calgary, in the Pacific Division. Um, Ken Hitchcock has come in and really has settled this team down. I tell you that. That move right there really saved Peter Torelli's job, if, if it anything. Was, 
it was a Hail Mary last ditch attempt to save his job. Was it not? Yeah. I think we can both agree it was. on that. Yeah. It was Hail Mary point two seconds uh, left on the clock. And yeah, that's, yeah, that, that really, uh, it's, I mean, whatever Hitchcock's doing, I mean, he's he's been known for doing that. We've talked about it before, where, where if you're gonna you're gonna play for Ken Hitchcock, you're gonna play, you're gonna start playing from your own zone. It's really helped out. Uh, Koskinen is really, you know, solidified the number one goaltending job. I think, in my opinion, I mean, he's putting up Vesna Vesna type stats right now. He's, uh, if I'm looking correctly right now, I mean, they're yeah, they're number one in the wild card. Uh, they're only one point ahead of Vegas. If I look at the stats right here, and McDavid's really benefiting too. He's got 49 points in 32 games. Looking at that, Koskinen's got a 212 goals against, a 930 save percentage. He's got three shutouts. And and you were saying he's got an 11-3 record. So he's really pushed Cam Talbot out of that goaltending spot over there in uh, Oil City. Uh, the Battle of Alberta is going to be more spicier now since both of these teams have been the hottest teams in the West. And it and it's good. It's good to see these Canadian teams succeeding. I, I think it's great for the NHL um, overall, and I think it's going to be great for the if these teams can get in um, for the NHL playoffs uh, to see teams like Calgary. Winnipeg, Edmonton, Toronto, all in the, in the playoffs. Uh, maybe Montreal. Montreal is hanging in there in the wild card spot. Um, yeah. So to have five Canadian teams in these NHL playoffs, possibly, it, it's going to be fun playoffs. I mean, to have one of the best players in the NHL in the playoffs back again. Um, and look, I mean, it's not like they look like they're going away anytime soon because, you know, two of the teams are, are have been red hot. Three of the teams have been red hot. Um, Toronto's 6-2-2. Two two. I mean, not too bad in their last 10. Montreal's 6-4 and four in their last 10. They've won two in a row. Um, so, yeah, it looks like these teams, all these Canadian teams are not going away anytime soon. So, you know, we're coming up to the Christmas break. They're trying to solidify their spots by just playing good hockey and winning points when they can. Yeah, can you imagine how good a Calgary Edmonton battle would be, especially in the playoffs? Oh man, that would yeah, that would be epic. I think the last oh, yeah. time those two faced each other was probably during the eighties. I'm just, I'm not, yeah, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I think it was the last time they were is uh, Gretzky and Lanny McDonald. Wow. Back in those days. I I can't I don't know, let me see. Edmonton versus Calgary Oops, playoffs. Battle of Alberta. When's the last time these two teams played? Um Can't find when the last time they played. Well, eighty-eight. Calgary had the best record in the league, and Gretzky and the Oilers swept them in four games before going to the finals. When was that? 
1988. Okay. Um, let's see here. Let's see if I can find some. I think I might have found something here. Um... Both teams have not qualified for the playoffs in the same season since 1991. When Edmonton eliminated Calgary in seven games in the first round. Oh, so that was off by a couple of years. 90, That's right because 91 was the last time they played. Yeah, that was uh, the flurry goal and celebration. That was it. So... Yeah, um, yeah, that would be amazing to see. See those two but teams nice back in the playoffs that. battling each other. Yeah, it is nice to see Connor McDavid, you know, getting his his due with Edmonton. I mean, he's been saddled with some pretty pretty subpar teams, and I think you know part of his career is being robbed because of that. So it's nice to see that it's trend. It is trend. I mean, no disrespect to what he said in the first couple of years, I, I think him and the team are trending upward. Yeah. Well, you know, it's Hitchcock come in and, 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 and fix this team. You know, they're since he's been in the goals against have been down. Um, they're playing more of a, um, a defensive game instead of trying to outscore opponents. They're just, you know they're they're in these two one three two one nothing games. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I I think it's he's playing to their strengths. Connor's playing what thirty minutes a game. I, I'm being sarcastic, but I mean he's playing a, a boatload of minutes. So, yeah, and that's what you want for your three best players. Let's take a look at last night's games real quick. Um, let's run down some of the uh, games. Calgary with a big win. And we, we, like we said, we continue to talk about Calgary. Um, they get a big 2-1 win over Minnesota. Montreal with a 5-2 win over the Sens. Senators win the faceoff and get in there. And is it in? Yes, it is. Price was down and shaken on that play. Bumped a little bit and he's slow to get back on his skates, but it's a 1-1 game. He's favoring that leg. Brady Kachuk, or yeah, Brady Kachuk with the goal there for the Sens, but not enough for Montreal. Price was fine. They rebounded uh, with a 5-2 win. Florida. Florida Panthers in overtime. The goal Centering pass here, Dadnoff tied in the net, what a goal! Sasha Barkov, one nothing Florida. Settles the pressure down a little bit, and this one's just a pass to an area. How about that play by Dadnoff? He lifted the stick right here. As the pass comes across, he lifts the stick of Zaitsev. Anderson's thinking shot the whole way, and in tight, Anderson had a pad and a glove there, but Barkov showed great patience, and Jim got it up and over the glove. 
into the top half of the net to make sure that one got in. Hour comes in for the Florida Panthers. In front, Barkov scores! Just seconds left. Here's a hard forecheck, a one battle, a good play there by Brower, and that's just a shooter beating goaltender. Anderson tried to come out and be aggressive. Mulgan on the first forecheck, Brower with the pass, and the quick snapper under the blocker of Anderson. That 14 inches stick side is one of the most difficult ones to stop, and that was just a picture-perfect shot by Barkov. Battle for the puck. Jonathan Huberto gets it. Two on one. Here's Barkov for the win. Scores! And here, they battle outside the line. Barkov with the hat trick, his first of his career in overtime as they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-3. No team, I think, in the NHL has had the injury bug more than... Florida, and I'm talking serious. Like, Luongo's yeah. missed some games at the beginning of the season. They're missing one of their best players in Vincent Trocek. Um, you know, Nick Buchtek is, is out with an injury. I mean, this team has been really snake-bitten uh, this year. But, I mean, they're eighth in the wild card. They're sitting at 30 points. They're eight points out of a spot. It's been a tough season for Florida. It has, and in front of, you know, regardless of the 15 fans that they have over there uh, in attendance, I think, I think a lot of the fans over there in Miami, people in Miami are truly missing out on what, how talented Alexander Barkov is. Can you imagine him being in Quebec? Oh, my gosh. He's, he, he'd, he'd have rock star status. Yeah, he uh, he would be my number one star of the night for Saturday with the hat trick, game winner in overtime. Um, yeah, I mean, can you imagine Luongo being in Quebec and um, Barkov being in Quebec, Trocheck being in Quebec, um, Ekblad being in Quebec? Oh yeah, I mean they. It'd be all the attention. You know, be a lot. They 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 would all have rock star status. And, um, oh, and I'm, uh, go on. I was looking at Barkov's stats. So he's got he's he's averaging a point a game. He's got 14 goals, 17 assists in 31 games. Huberto has been shining pretty well for the Panthers. Uh, he's got 38 points in 31 games, nine goals, 29 assists. So he's been a pretty good uh, setup man this year. So yeah, it's just a yeah, you know, so got an underappreciated uh, group of guys down there. I mean, yeah, just imagine them being in Quebec. I mean, it'd be it'd, it'd be a total 180 as far as uh, you know fan appreciation and you know instead of those uh, support those a uh, lot of empty seats over in Florida. And that's that's the one thing that bothers me with the NHL is they try to hold on to a franchise to see if it makes it work till like it, it's almost too late, you know. Like Arizona, you know, they struggled and Florida has struggled and we see it all the time of how many fans are in, in the seats and it's like, look man, you guys got to open your eyes and realize it's not succeeding, you know. Yeah, you may have success early on, but right now it's not looking good for the franchise. Um, you know, yeah, they, they, they hold on, on too long. 
What's that? Yeah, it's just the first couple years there in the league. I mean, they were in the finals their third year. Yeah, and, you know, against the, Colorado. The rats being thrown on the ice and you know, John Van Beesbroek being the face of the franchise for the first couple of years. And, yeah, it's just this is not what it was back then. I mean, what's what's it going to take for them to say, hey, I think we need to, need some viable options what to do with this team? The Islanders beat Detroit four to three in a shootout. We'll talk about Detroit here in a little bit. Um, Pittsburgh get a big win against the Kings, and the former King puts a dagger in the. Matt Murray and Jonathan Quick goes in one score in the last seven. Stanley Cup steal by Tanner Pearson. Holds suit. He scores. Tanner Pearson. Against this former team of the Penguins, back up by two. And here, Pearson helps his new team beat his former team four to three. Pittsburgh wins in overtime. Matt Murray comes back off of IR and gets the win in this game. That was a much needed two points for uh, for the Pens. Uh, nice to see Matt Murray uh, back. In the lineup, you know, he hasn't been right at all this year. Uh, he's, looks like he's had some concussion issues, but uh, yeah, but it's a bunch of needed uh, two points for the Pens. Yeah, you know, I don't know what they're going to do in in Pittsburgh because Matt Murray can't stay healthy, and that's the biggest issue. And um, they have to rely on unproven goaltenders in Tristan Terry and um, DeSmith. Yeah. Could yeah, I mean could I don't this know. Could be a team that goes out and and go, go get a veteran backup. Or I, I you know and I don't know if you heard this. I know that they're talking talking about uh, getting Jimmy Howard, but. Mm, I don't Let's know if we trade Jimmy right. Howard to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be a little, little kick in the balls for the Red Wings. Yeah. I, I know we'll talk about Jimmy Howard in a bit. I know. I don't know if yeah. you could rely on it's, Matt Jerry for a full season, or I don't know if you're going to win with Tristan Jerry or Casey DeSmith. But I mean, especially if you're going to make a run for another Stanley Cup. Yeah, they've got some goaltending issues there that uh, I think need to be fixed. And uh, and I I wouldn't be surprised to see Rutherford pull off a trade for a veteran backup goaltender. Left there for Eichel. Eichel, full steam ahead, gets in over the Washington line and dragged it right through and took his shot. He scores! Jack Eichel! Oh, my! What a play! Coming soon to a theater near you, Sick Mitts, starring Jack Eichel. And on the rush right here, Jack Eichel coming from behind. I love it. I absolutely love it. Eichel stays hot with two goals versus the cast, but it's not enough. They lose in a shootout, four to three. That's pretty funny. Sick Mitts coming soon to a theater near you, starring Jack Eichel. Uh, yeah, Eichel's looking. Hey, he's really uh, living up to the potential for, you know, being the number two overall pick, uh, just trailing behind Connor McDavid. 
uh, yeah, that Sabres team is really, really uh, starting to fulfill its potential. It's a good young team. Um, look, a slow start to his career. Uh, he played 81 games in his rookie season with 56 points. Pretty solid, right? 24 yeah. and oh, 32. Yeah. Following year, he plays 20 less games, Alex, in 2016. 24 and 33 with 57 points. Plays 67 games last year, goes 25 and 39 for 64 points. If Jack Eichel can stay healthy, he has the potential to, I think, to put up 100 points in a season. I think so. Oh, I totally uh, agree. He's at 33 games played this year, 41 points already, uh, 12 and 29. Um, and with the addition of some of the players on the team, namely Jeff Skinner, um, it helped Michael relieve some of that pressure. Now, as well as the team is doing, which it's it's pretty incredible if you look at the stats, only two t- players on this team, Alex, have more than 10 goals. And it's Jeff Skinner and Jack Eichel. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty that's pretty impressive there. Yeah, considering that only two that players on this team have 10 or more goals, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and that was a good acquisition itself with uh, them getting Jeff Skinner. Well, question for you. He's a UFA after this year. What did they do with him? Well, I think if they, you know if they're going to move forward as a franchise, I would say they would. I'd say they resign him. <sighs> How much money do you think he's going to command? Well, with the salary cap going up a bit, it could be to his advantage. So are, are we looking at a nine million dollar player? I think the only, I think the thing that might hold him back, well, he had some injury-filled seasons with Carolina, and from what I see, I don't see, think he's, I don't think he's had any significant injuries this year. I don't have his his numbers with him, no. but it, he could be. I mean. Would he be a $9 million player? Right now, I'd say he might be worth it. Let's see what he does the rest of the, the rest of the season. He's only 26 years old. He is probably starting to get into his prime. Look, he struggled in Carolina. The best season he put up, he put up two 63-point seasons his rookie year in 2016. His best goal scoring was two years ago with 37 goals. Um, he's at 22 right now, look, he. I think he's coming into his prime right now. Um, him leaving Carolina, change of scenery, with a little bit more talent on this team. Um, you get Jack Eichel, Casey Middlestead, another young kid that's still feeling his way through the NHL. Uh, Ryan Hart, Pominville, uh, you know. Good core. Yeah. Um, really good. A couple things on this couple things on his team. Patrick Berglund suspended for not reporting 
Um, he's been suspended indefinitely by the organization due to failure to report to the team. Uh, Sabres PR announced there will be no further information or comment at this time. So they have a little bit of issues with that. And look, probably one of the best pure skaters in the NHL right now. He's got 17 points. He's 18 years old. He is Rasmus Dahlin. If you have not seen Dahlin play, you are missing out because this kid can skate. He is 18 years old and just skates circles around some of these players, veteran players. I mean, just... Uh, man, his skating is unreal. He's playing well, way above you know his years. He's playing like he's been in the NHL. He's like he's playing. He's he's eighteen. He's like he's playing. He's like he's twenty eight. He goes in spurts without points, but don't let that fool you with his play because he sets up opportunities. He creates space for other players. For eighteen years old. This kid, man, I, I want to say give him a couple of years, and he will be a Norris Trophy winner. I can almost yeah. guarantee The points it. are going to come. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, For it's sure. It's going to come. It's, the, it's, just a matter of t- it's just a matter of time. I mean, you know, it, when, it, when a defenseman comes to the NHL, you're not going to expect him to put up points you know, like some of the, the, you know, like the Norris Trophy winners. You just got to give not him maybe three, four years. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I think people were There's expecting that from Seth when he was drafted. It, it, it's yeah. different for a defenseman than it is for forwards. I, I was about to say that. You, you hit that right on. There is a big difference between forwards and, and defensemen at 18 years old. I think defensemen have more um, responsibilities than a forward does. Yes. So if you work, if you come in at 18 years old, work on your defensive responsibilities first, then grow your game. I think it just makes you a better player, and I think that's what Dalene is doing. You know, his first 30 games of the season here, get accustomed to the game, work on your defensive um, responsibilities. Um his last game, he had a goal and two assists for three points. That was his first point since November 29th. He's, he's only going to get better. And, I'm and it's not like he's not getting now. opportunities because back in December 11th, he had eight shots on goal against the Kings and, and didn't have any points. So, I mean, he's getting two, yeah. three, one, three, two, 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 eight, two, three. That's the shots on goals over the last 10 games. Yeah, I'm looking at Dowling's numbers. And, and and I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not calling him a bust as far as stats wise. He's got 17 points in 33 games. That's really no, damn that's good, good for an 18. Yeah, but he's such a great skater. Yeah, you, you did see him play at, at Little Caesars, right? No, I did not. Didn't you go to the Buffalo? No, I did not. No, I went last weekend to the Islanders game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I one wanted of my co-workers, to. He, yeah, one of my I coworkers, I think he was at that game. Okay. I did go to a pretty good game last weekend against the Islanders in in Wings. It, that was yeah, the Cronwall how, how hit. Good. 
Yeah. How how good was Matthew Barzal uh, seeing him on the ice? Wow, that was fun. That was fun to watch, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to go to that game was because Barzal was in town. Tickets were inexpensive, so took a little guy with me, and uh, we went, and it, he was good. He's he's really good. We saw him last night against the Wings, how well he played. Um, he had the uh, game winner. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He had the uh, go-ahead goal at the time. I take that back. He had the uh, – did he score the game winner in the, in the shootout? Uh, I thought it was – it? Uh, let's take a look. I'm trying to think who scored the game winner last night in the shootout. It was yeah. – Barzal. Aha! I was right. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he had a goal on the yeah, assist, and he scored the goal in the shootout. I knew that he had the goal, and I thought he had the goal in the shootout. Um, so yeah, Barzal. I mean, another young special player. But going back to Darlene, uh, uh, Darlene joins coach teammate with three points showing. Darlene factored on all three Sabres goals yesterday to become the eleventh different rookie to collect at least three points in the game this season. He became the ninth rookie defenseman in Sabres franchise history to have posted a performance of three or more points, a list topped by team's current head coach, Phil Housley. Darlene became the fifth youngest defenseman in NHL history to record at least three points in a game. Um, teammate Zach Pagosian and coach Housley, one of the two 18-year-old blue liners to record four points in a game. King Clancy back in 1922, sit just ahead of him on that list. Youngest defenseman with three-plus points in a game. Darlene, um, like I said, is the fifth youngest behind Phil Housley, Zach Bogosian, Doug Bowser. I remember Doug Bowser. I love Doug Bowser. I thought he was just a gritty defenseman. And uh, Craig Bullen. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he, look, this kid's going to be really good. And okay, he's a future Norris defenseman winner. Yeah. Now, I know I know we've been propping up uh, Elias for the Calder, Elias Patterson of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. We, you know what? I would say Rasmus Dahl would be a Norris, or not Norris. He'll be a Norris Trophy finalist and a winner eventually. How about a Calder Trophy finalist? No, I he look, he I he is right up there. And like I said, defensemen don't get the the stardom as a forward would. Um, you talk about Pedersen. Um, he had um, he extended his assist point streak to six games last night, both the longest runs by any rookie this season. In doing so, he matched the Canucks record for longest assist streak by a rookie, and moved within two of equaling Pavel Bure's franchise record for longest rookie point streak. Six games right now. Uh, the only rookie forward to post an assist streak longer than six games since 08-09 is Connor McDavid. He had seven games. Pedersen's opponent Sunday. Vancouver. They played? Is that who they play? Did I see that right? 
Oh, yeah. That'd be a fun game tonight. Edmonton and Vancouver. Um, only oh, two yeah. other rookies, regardless of position, have achieved the feat in the span. Shane Gossibear, nine games. And Neil Pionic, Pionic, seven games. Um, so, again, you know, we, we talk about the two rookies in the NHL, Denlene and Pedersen. Um continues to have a strong rookie season with Vancouver. Um, Pedersen is up to 34 points now. And on a team that is full of minuses, he is a plus 13. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. The Brockstar had a goal last night, too. Yeah, I saw that. He's starting, he's starting to slowly come back now. He had a goal and assist in Philly's win. And I'll get to that in a minute because Philly's a hot mess right now. We'll get we'll get to Philly because I, I, I think I they're starting to match. You got what? I was I was gonna say I was gonna talk about Philly too in a little bit. Yeah, they're they're starting to match Ottawa as being the dumpster fire of the NHL. Uh, continuing last night scores, Edm- or Anaheim beats Columbus two to one in overtime. Nashville over. New Jersey two to one in a shootout. Colorado wins six to four, and Vancouver over Philly five to one. But it was and a sweet goal. to center. Guglielmo Horvat tipped up ahead, and the Flyers try to dance in. Lund shoots, scores. Scott Lund gets one back for the Flyers, and it's three one. And he comes through with a. Scott Lund had a. Nifty goal last night to pull him in within three to one, but Vancouver ends up just destroying Philly five to one. I watched a little bit of that last night. I think I watched till it was four to one and I fell asleep. So, um, we can get in the Flyers right now. So, the Flyers they go out and they put a tweet saying Alex Lyon will be the starting goalie. And then it was like a that tweet gets deleted, and then Anthony Solars is now your starting goaltender for the night, who had just played the other night. Solars doesn't last ten minutes in the game. Gets, I guess he got hurt last night. I thought he got pulled, but he got hurt, and line and ends up coming into the game anyway. Um, Chuck Fletcher now the new GM of the Flyers. What is going on, Alex? Help me figure out what is going on in Philly because they're a hot mess right now. Yeah, I think the only, the only bright light in that team's gritty. <laughs> that's, that's bad. He's, he's, your, he's your MVP. That's, that tells you something right there. Yeah, that team is that team is such a uh, – it, it's a dumpster fire. I mean, outside of the fact that you got – Drew and Forchak and Couturier. I mean, that's Konecki, Wayne Simmons. That's a pretty good core, but you're not doing anything with that. You're, uh, and and how and how it's still amazing me that Dave Hextall still has a job. Yeah, I'm but, shocked by that as well. Yeah, I did read something on Twitter last night uh, saying that depending on how the Canucks or not the Canucks, but the Flyers did, especially, you know, on the last of the last leg of their West coast trip, 
is that Hexel was going to get fired and Joel Quenville would, would take over. I don't know how accurate that is going to be. I mean, we haven't heard anything yet, but that's, I, I mean, that should happen. I mean, if they really want to steer this ship. I, I, I think this team is lost right now. Um, we'll have to get Russ back on, talk to Russ about this team. But they are just completely, they're lost. They're 28 points. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot. I think a lot has built up on this team. Uh, Wayne Simmons has is in the last year of his contract. Um, there's been no extension talks with him. There's been trade speculations with him. You know, and it, I think it's just Toronto talking about it. And I'm talking Toronto yeah, fans, not that. the team, about him going to Toronto. Um, but I think they've got too much wrapped up within their organization to go after a guy with like Wayne Simmons. I know he's in the last year of his contract, but I mean, he'd be a great fit, but I don't think that's what they need. I think they need defensive help for Toronto. Um, But if you go through the roster, you know, you got Carter Hart, who's not ready yet. Um, Hold on. I got something here. What is this? Um, so this is from, is this this morning? This is this morning. Chris Johnson of Sportsnet stated on Saturday night that Dave Hextall could be done as the coach of the Flyers. Hextall's Flyer had lost four in a row and now are returning to Philadelphia for Tuesday's game against Detroit. The question is, is will Hextall be behind the bench for his the game. It's beginning to look like a change is in store for the Flyers that has has stole is on his way out. So this was at eight fifty this morning. So there we have it. So yeah, I mean uh so they don't play till Tuesday. <sighs> so we should probably expect something by Monday. If not later today. Yeah, if not today, it definitely tomorrow. Um this is from it's from a few days ago from uh uh the thirty one thoughts by Elliot Friedman. It's a good podcast by the way. Yeah, and a lot of information, interesting information on it as well. Um, Philadelphia GM Chuck Flesher joined his team for the Western Conference road trip, or Western Canadian road trip. He's going to use the opportunity to talk face-to-face with several players. Wayne Simmons is one of them. Um, There will be a restart in negotiations soon. No guarantees, but definitely an attempt. Um, the Flyers have made it clear they are looking for a goalie, but aren't the first team to survey the market and not be thrilled with the options. Anaheim looking to replace injured Ryan Miller, claimed Chad Johnson on waivers, and traded for Jeff Glass from AHL Toronto. <clears throat> okay. Is Ken Holland smoking crack? Let's get into this. Detroit's made it clear they want at least a first-round pick for Jimmy Howard. 
Yeah, I was I was reading that not too long ago. I mean, I don't know. Uh, is he smoking dude, crack? He You're not going to get a first-round pick. No. It's Jimmy Howard. It's not Jonathan Quick. It's not a guy who's got Stanley Cup. It's not Corey Crawford who's gotten a guy a team with a Stanley Cup. It's Jimmy Howard. Yeah, it's not Carey Price for winning the MVP or Vesna back in 2014. I mean, well, look at it this way. I, I, and I'm and I'm thinking what Holland's thinking, and that's a very scary place to be. Look what he got for Brendan Smith a few years ago. I know, and kinda, look what he got for Tatar. I, I I get it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just thinking from that that point of view. I get it. I I get. I know it blows my mind that Vegas gave up what they did for Tatar and then sent him to Montreal for Pack. Um, I think he's overreaching here, though. Would you say maybe a third? At most, I'd ask for a second. Yeah. But if I'm going for a third, I want a third and a fifth. <laughs> if, if I'm going, if I am going any higher than a second, I want two picks. I would want a third and a fifth back for Howard. If I'm if I'm not getting a first or a second round pick, I want two picks. Yeah. That's for who, who I think that's fair. To, oh, I think Look, so. Howard Howard is a solid goaltender. I I still think he's a solid goaltender. And what bothers me lately is Bernay getting a lot more of the starts. Now I get Bernay got the start last time because of a back to back. I get that. Mm-hmm. But Bernie's starting games not on a back-to-back. Maybe you can help me, Alex. I don't understand why. Are they showing off Bernie more? Maybe it could it could be it. I mean, and I'm looking at what but, from. I'm starting off with, with what what Power did on Monday night. I mean, without him, the Wings don't win that game. Maybe that's where he. Maybe that's where Holland says, "All right, I'm asking for a first round pick." But yeah, but then you have a game like Friday night. night. Yeah, and against and, Ottawa. Yeah, and and crap and crap the bed. I mean, that, yeah, that there goes that val- that value for the first round pick. Bernie had a solid night, and um, he had a solid night. What do you have? Forty plus eight. Oh my God, they were outshot. I believe like. 45-15 at one point last night? Something stupid. Yeah. It was something ridiculous. And I looked I looked at the top of the screen. I'm like, is that right? Is 45-15? Let me look at I was I was stunned. The injuries have absolutely killed him. And remember when the wings were on a on a roll? Winning games. Oh yeah, they were they were white hot. Forty eight twenty one ended up being the shots last night. Forty eight. Bernie wow. made forty five stops. Yeah. yeah, I was I'm looking at that. That's yeah, that's insane. So the wings were red hot, right? They were they were on fire, right? They were winning games. Yeah. They had a good streak going. 
Now the injuries are starting to pile up again. Anthony Mann's mm-hmm. gone. Mike Green gone three to five weeks. Danny DeKaiser out six weeks. Um, Erickson was questionable for last night's game. I'm not sure if he played because I didn't see him. Yeah, he did play last night. Um, Erickson, Cronwall. And I believe he went with seven. Yeah, I believe they went seven defensemen and 11 forwards last night with Witowski playing defense. I, it was so funny because last week they did the same thing against the Islanders. I'm sitting there, I'm like, why, is, why do I see Witowski playing defense a lot this game? Well, come to find out, they had him as defense. I'm like, I didn't find out until after the game. But uh, I believe they went with seven defensemen last night with Witowski playing defense and not forward. Um, and again, they, they, they did it last night against the Islanders. I don't know if it was just because they're playing the Islanders and that's what their game plan against the Islanders is or what, but, um, or is it a cap issue or is it a call-up issue? I don't know, but, uh, I was a little disappointed that there was more chippiness in this game considering what they went through last week. Yeah, me too. Uh I got to see some of the highlights on it, uh, but, you know, they did get back at them. You know, they leave Long Island with the two points. It was nice they were back at Nassau. It was a uh, Billy Joel night. Uh, but, I saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those games. It was another game, and the, the Wings have done this multiple times this year where their goalies have to face – 40 plus shots and, and, and win, win the game. A ton of shots, a ton of shots yeah. last night. And uh, you're not going to win games. You're not going to win games when you're giving up 48 shots a night. No, no, that's uh no. Go on. Uh, I was going to say, I mean, what I know going back to, to what Ken Holland was saying, it's, yeah, I, it's kind of hard to go inside his head on what he does. It's like it's like dumb and dumber. Oh, you know, right when you totally redeem yourself, you you do something uh, not not that smart. Yeah, I I I'm baffled by it. I don't know. I I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I I I don't know what to say. I mean, um, they have a grueling. Rest of this month, Alex, they have five away games and two home games for the rest of this month. Um, they're at Philly, at Carolina, home to Florida, at Toronto, Pittsburgh, and Dallas, and then back home for a New Year's Eve tilt against Florida. Um, they're, then they're home for four games, Florida, Calgary, Nashville, Washington. And they got mollywhopped by Washington on uh, the last time they played, which was Oh, embarrassing! Yeah, uh, yeah. In January, it's going to be a little tough. They 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 got they got four home games to start the new year. They got Calgary, Nashville, Washington, Montreal. Then they got their trip to to Winnipeg and Minnesota. Um, and they got four more games, and then you got the All Star break coming up. 
So the schedule is not very kind to them. No. And and I was looking at the standings. I mean, they're outside the bottom ten. You know, I mean, I think they'll they'll lose for Hughes with Detroit. I think that's kind of gone now. I think that goes to either kind of – I've seen the grips with it. Or I'm sorry, L.A., Chicago, or the Flyers, or the Blues. And I want to talk about the Blues, too, in a minute. But – Go on with the, I think the Lutherans both failed. Yeah. I, you know what? I, a question was directed towards me on Twitter from Phil Barry. Phil wanted to know, is there a generational player in this upcoming draft? Is Hughes. Now, I've heard Hughes being compared to many players. Um, He's not – I hear he, he could be. He's got the potential – I hear that, no, he's not quite the generational player as people are saying that he's going to be maybe a, more of a McKinnon type of player and not more of a Matthews McDavid uh, kind of player. Where do you think Hughes falls into this realm of between? Um, is he going to be between uh, in the middle of the McKinnon and and Matthews, because, I mean, that's not a bad spot to be, considering, look at what no. McKinnon and Ratnan are doing in Colorado right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean kind of tough to say that he's... I, I, ask you, I ask you, because you're more of a juniors kind of guy. You've, yeah. you've done your time in the junior circuit. You've seen junior players. You've been to many games. You've, been, you've interviewed many junior players. Um, you know, you've you know, you've watched quite a m- more junior games than I have. Mm-hmm. If there's a comparable I see to Jack Hughes, I've seen some of – I haven't seen him live, but I've seen some of the games on uh, TV and on YouTube. I, he wouldn't be the American McDavid. I would probably say – I'd say his game's more comparable to Patrick Kane. Okay. I've heard that comparison too. Yeah. I, I'd say I'd say he's a he's good – would he lead the league in scoring every year? Probably not, but he's going to be up there in the Art Ross Trophy race. Uh, it won't be right away, but you know, when once he hits it, you know, his stride, you know, in his early to mid twenties, he could possibly do that. Uh, but yeah, I th- I think that would be a safe comparison. Would be uh, to the guy from Blackhawks, Patrick Kane. Well, we'll have to fix that, Alex. That you haven't seen Jack Hughes. We'll have to fix that. I'm sorry. Yeah. We'll have to fix that. Uh, you and I. I got, I got uh, light things. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get it. Uh, maybe a Saturday night we can head out to Plymouth and watch uh, watch one of these games with Hughes. Oh yeah, yeah. We that would be our homework assignment for our, for a future podcast. Absolutely, I like that. But a homework assignment. Yeah. <laughs> We got to catch a Friday game because there's it's five dollar Fridays. Oh, I pull Friday nights. Oh, it's what kills. Me. Yeah, it's hard for me to take a night off of pulling. <laughs> I know as funny as that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll try and make something work. Oh yeah. yeah um, we'll just, uh, I'll do we'll do some negotiations. 
<laughs> we'll try and make that work. Um, there's, I still, there's still a lot more I want to talk about. Okay, uh, let, we got 20, 20 minutes in the show, and I know you got to take off right away. Um, let's talk about goaltenders in the NHL real quick. Quick, um, quick actually does not have a no trade clause, uh, no trade movement. Does uh, LA struggling? Let's 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 put let's package this all together real quick. LA, Chicago. Blue. L.A., do they package quick? Do they start trading off for the future? Do I'd they start yeah, moving it's guys? It's like Jeff Harder. Um, do they try and move Kovalchuk? It'd be good luck to everyone who wants that contract. Plus, he's you know he's up he's getting he's up there in age. Uh, maybe I would maybe package a deal for Jonathan Quick. I mean, he still has some you know good hockey left. A I mean, lot of injuries I mean, in the last few years. Yeah, I would. Injuries yeah, I mean, too. yeah, I I think he, it's tough to say that the injuries are, are behind him. I, I I I'm sure that it's going to happen, but I would say yeah. I mean, you know, I think you got Jack Campbell and Cam Peterson, you know, as the you know the number two and number three goalies. I mean, why why not? Maybe see what you can offer quick. Quick has four more years, but a salary takes a big drop after seven million this year and next. Crawford has one more season at six mil and five mil cash. Um, just seeing if there would be interest. Again, both teams, both guys have uh, uh, quite a few injury questions. <clears throat> so, um, what about Jake Muzzin? Do they move on from Jake Muzzin and Alec Martinez? Um, teams that need defense, um, Pittsburgh, uh, Toronto. I would say, yeah. I mean, if I'm, if I'm the Leafs, I would make – if I'm the Leafs, I would try to see what I can get for either Martinez or Muzzin because they do – you know, we've said this ad nauseum on the podcast. They do need help on defense and not just offense from their blue line, but they need they need some grit. They need, they need a beaten potatoes guy on the blue line. Uh, yeah, I, you know, all these teams, I think, need to rebuild. Uh, Chicago, they're trying, you know. Uh, you know, they sent out Nick Schmaltz. Um, they got Dylan Strome. Uh, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to get younger. They're trying to get younger contracts, cheap contracts with high potential guys. Um, like Schmaltz is going to be worth quite a bit, hence they moved him out. Uh, what about the cat? I mean, the cats looked really good for Chicago this year, considering um, they're struggling. Debrinket has 13 goals, 12 assists. Um, you know, is he a guy that they want to? I know they want to try and keep him, but are they going to be able to keep him? It's going to be tough. I mean, if they they have to move out some other players from their team, uh, I think if if Chicago wants to do the rebuilding course or retooling. Debrinket would have to he would have to be a player that would have to be on that team. I agree, but I mean with the the high contracts, high ceilings with like Dunky Keith and Brett Seabrook, I, I don't know if you're going to find teams to take those contracts. I know they would probably look to move these guys. I don't know if you're going to find a, a a guy a team that's a buyer for a Seabrook or a Keith. But I know they'll be looking to to try and move them. Um 
a lot of guys been rumored to get traded. Petrangelo was a guy who was rumored to get moved, but he got hurt. He's out six, what, six to eight weeks, I saw. Um, yeah. For the Blues. Uh, the Blues is another team that probably needs to just cash it in this year and and try to move guys out. I know they, you know, they traded for Ryan O'Reilly. Um, Tyler Bozak, they signed a free agent. Um, allegedly, the GM... Or well, who was it? Was it the the DM or the owner said that everyone's available, and then he yeah, it was back- Doug Armstrong. Yeah, Armstrong backtracked of what he said, um, you know, and I and I believe it. I, I don't know if he meant Taras even Tarasenko, but um, he's not having a great year this year either. So I, you know, the Blues are a, a dumpster fire. Um, Tarasenko only has nine goals this year. He's playing way under what he should be playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that Chicago team's a mess. Um, I yeah, th- that's a team that has to really start. They have to start from scratch. Chicago Maybe, you know, or I, the Blues? I, I, uh, the Blues. Uh you said Chicago, and I'm like, Where? it's all right. Yeah, well, I, I'm giving yeah, you a lot of info at once. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I mean, yeah, I'm just looking at, at at the standings right there. I'm looking at the teams. St. Louis is 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 a mess. I mean, it, they're they're the like the flyers of the of the Western Conference. Uh, they just, I I th- I know they said everyone was was, was tradable. I, I think you keep Tarasenko. I mean, they're all they're all underachieving. That's 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 probably one word to des- describe the Blues is they're under underachievers. Um, let's see. Um, uh, Oscar Cliffbaum will be out, um, quite a long time for Edmonton. Um, they're another team that could look into trying to get a defenseman, but in his absence, Darnell Nurse played 30 minutes, fourth most single game of time of ice in the NHL in 2018 19. Yeah, Darnell is a workhorse. I got to talk to him when he was in St. Louis. Did an interview with him. They, he he was a workhorse even that when he was playing with the Sioux Greyhounds, and he was. I th- I think he's starting to live up to what they did when they they drafted him back in 2014 or 2013. There, I I think they might be a team in the market for a defenseman as well. Um, yeah. We got 15 minutes left in the show. Let's. Uh, I want to talk about Colorado. Um, that the the three guys on, on Colorado: uh, Ratnan, McKinnon, and Lannislog. The trio: Katina's offensive surge to help the Avalanche beat the Stars, who scored twice in a span of two minutes and ten seconds in the third period to tie the game. Ratnan extended his career best point streak to 14 games, tied with McKinnon and Joe Sakic for the third longest on a club. Um, Look, I mean, these three guys are holding Colorado ship together. Um, and, you know, they're getting, you know, they're still getting contributions. Like Soderberg is probably having a career year right now for Colorado. Uh, this is a team that definitely could use probably another offensive guy on this team. Yeah, I mean, without those three, they, they, they'd be at the bottom of the barrel of the league. I mean, they're really uh, 
They're they're the glue guys on that team, and without him, they're totally lost. Uh, Varlamov has done pretty, you know, he's he's been solid. Yeah, he's been good. Uh, he's got 11 wins on the team. Uh, he got a 9.15 save percentage, uh, but they do need help out, outside the the big three of Ranton and McKinnon Landis Landis Cog. They can't do it all by themselves. If the Dallas Stars do not make the playoffs this year, is Jim Neal done as GM of the of, of the Stars? I think so. I mean, he got supposedly got his guy in Jim Montgomery. Uh, they've, they've done okay, but it, I don't know if you get may, maybe give. Let me let me take there. Give Neal a mulligan just because he's got a first year head coach. Uh, I think it's gonna. I think it's they're gonna connect later on with the season as far as the on ice chemistry. Uh, but it's a wait and see. I think, gun to my head, I say yeah. If if Nil doesn't make the playoffs this year, he's he's done. Very under um, performing, underachieving. They are three points out of a wild card spot. Minnesota, two points of a wild card spot as well. What does Minnesota do? I mean, Minnesota's the team, you know, they're they're just kind of like there, right? They're, yeah. They're a good team. They make the playoffs, and they bow out in the second round. Yeah, that's that's like what the Red Wings were in the early part of this decade. They'd just be there. They they just be there in the playoffs just to get eliminated <laughs> in the first round. Yeah, I, I don't know what else for them to do on this team except maybe I don't know, man. I mean, they need they need a score like Zach Parisi is it the score he used to be? Uh, you know, Miko Koivu is getting up there, and you know, Nita Ryder. You know, it's just Charlie Coyle has been rumored to be moved. You know, I don't know what this team needs to do. I mean, they went out and got Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi a few years ago. Um, they've like got one of the, them the top. right, and it's really hasn't done nothing. Um, so Minnesota's an, an interesting team to be just they're kind of there. Uh, Vegas, they've surged. They're back into it seven two and one. And look, right now my MVP of the NHL is Flurry. Oh yeah, he's. Uh, to 18 wins uh, to to lead team, but yeah, he's really surged, and and we've said this before. I think yeah, Pittsburgh gave up the wrong goalie, uh, but yeah, without him, they're they're nowhere near where they're at right now. He's on pace to play like 70 plus games this year. Wow, and it's safe to say he's he's a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fleury is definitely holding the Vegas uh, team afloat right now. Uh, they get Stastny back Friday night. Uh, Pack's been banged up a little bit as well. Um, he he's not expected to be out too long. Um, but you know, like Will Carlson isn't having the season like he did last year. Even though he does have 26 points, he's got 13 goals, but he's not like on a tear like of 43 goals as he was last year. Um, I think this team is starting to get back to where they were last year, um, defensive wise, um, and they're just they're just playing better. Uh, they they got over that that, that uh, hangover, and I think they're starting to get refocused. And 
and re-energized towards trying to make the playoffs. You have Edmonton. You got the Sharks. The Shark is, Sharks are a team that, again, they're just – they're there. They're there every year. They're competing every year, but they can't get over that hump. What do yeah, the Sharks need to do? Well, they they did make a push last year when they got Evander Kane. Uh, yeah, because I see them. They're sitting third in the Pacific. They're one of those teams. I mean, yeah, they make the playoff. They made the finals a couple of years ago. Uh, but yeah, they're there. I think. But they're. I think they're different than the Minnesota Wild. I on ro- roster wise, I think they're better. I think that's a team I would be scared to play. If they were to make the playoffs, there'd be a team that I probably might not want to face. Carlson looks like he's starting to play a little bit better. He's got 21 points through 33 games. Um, he's got a four-point game streak going right now. Uh, he's got a five assists, two, four, five assists through his last four games. No goals, really. Uh, he's only got two goals this year. Um, is it just they're fighting for, like – him and Burns are not playing on the same power play line. They're fighting for power play time, and it's I, I don't see I don't see how you can keep those two apart. Yeah, that's uh, yes. I'm looking at like Carlson out there for 50 seconds is like oh, I got to get off. I got to get Burns on, on the line. It's like if, if I'm Carlson, if I'm the coach, I'd be like Carlson, you stay out there as long as you you can you know, on a power play. Yeah. I mean, Carlson logged heavy minutes with, with the senators. So on paper, him and Burns, talk about a lethal blue line on the power play. I mean, yeah, put them, put them on there. Um, the ducks, the ducks continue to battle injuries, but yet here they are. They're second in the Pacific Division at 41 points, three behind Calgary. I don't know how the Ducks are doing it, honestly. I mean, you lose Raquel, uh, no Corey Perry. Um, you lose Ryan Miller, your backup goalie, no Cam Fowler. Uh, I mean, this Patrick Eves, I mean, this team has been banged up all, all year. But, yeah, here, here they are. They're second in the Pacific. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's like if one man's down, it's a next man up, and you know they're hitting the right buttons. Uh, they're yeah, they're, they've done pretty well. Gibson's been a, a stone wall for them, and he's got a nine twenty seven save percentage. But don't let you know, don't let the two fifty four goals against Fulia. I mean, he's keeping them in games. Uh, but yeah, it's like what they're they're getting it from all different types of you know, places. Uh, but yeah, it's they're doing. They're they're hanging in there, and it's it's a pretty good thing for them right now. Yeah, it, it's been amazing what they have been able to do this year. Like I said, with a very banged up roster, and uh, they continue to uh, wow. Corey Perry's not due back to March first. <sighs> Crazy. And they're, they're still so doing good. Yeah. Fowler has a facial fracture. Uh, Raquel won't rejoin, will not join the Ducks on their upcoming road trip. Um, so, yeah, he could miss a little bit of time. And Miller's, what, out six weeks? So, 
And they ended up getting Chad Johnson off of waivers. And then you have the Flames, who are leading the Pacific with 44 points. I'm, they're hot. Uh, you know, if uh, and Mike Smith's been placed on IR. Um, maybe uh, David Radich is a guy that uh, can take it and uh, and run with it now. And they got a yeah, big win I mean, against Minnesota yesterday. Yeah, it's his cage now. I mean, I mean, I don't know how how you give it back to Mike Smith. I mean, Riddich has a he's, he's posting up solid numbers with ten and three record, a two twenty two goals against, and a nine twenty five save percentage. I mean, yeah, I mean, it'd be insane to to give the reins back to Smith once he comes back. Um, we have uh, we have a guest joining us for the last five minutes of the show. Can you believe that, Alex? I had a guy calling wow. the last five minutes of the show. I know, right? He is yeah. Alex Zalarzinski. Hey. I, I, don't know who, I, I, don't, I don't know who he is. I just want to know what y'all thought about um, what, what you all thought about that 5 nothing lead the Caps got out on the wings the other <laughs> night. Well, I just want to get your take on that. That is probably the worst Southern <laughs> accent impression I have ever heard. Only you would call in the last part of the show and ask something we've already discussed. I'm sure. I'm sure. I was just. I was thinking about you both the other night uh, when I was watching I'm that sure game. I'm sure you were. And I, I was, and I didn't. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't text or bother either of you after it was over uh, because I know that your wings are in a rebuild mode. But uh, gentlemen, how are you? Oh, we're doing great. Hockey yeah. seasons in we're, full swing. We're all right. We're all right. Um, no, we we uh, we, you know, we talked a lot about o- Ovi on the show today. Um, just the uh, being 33 years old leads the league in goals with 29 goals. Alan, I'll ask you because you are a very opinionated man. You're a very honest man when it comes to this. Can Ovi challenge for Gretzky's record? No, I I I, I don't. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, normally I would say no, but then you look at this guy. I mean, are, are you kidding me? I mean, no, we've never seen anybody celebrate the Stanley Cup. I mean, I didn't think Obi would be play the first 15 games of the year this season because I thought his liver would need at least that much time to recover um, from the off season. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, guys, I mean. Stanley Cup hangover, I mean, if ever you thought you were going to see one, you thought this was the guy that was going to have it. I I mean, I just – the guy blows my mind. I will tell you this, at at the risk of sounding biased. Now, obviously, he can't continue at this pace, or I don't know, Kenny. Um, But one of the most incredible performances of of his career to start this season, I think. And and you know what, guys? Maybe winning that Stanley Cup last year turned on a switch – you know, we saw it with the Pittsburgh Penguins a couple of years ago. We, Brian, I think we saw it with your wings. And I think, Brian, you made a fantastic comparison last year to Steve Eiserman when he won a Stanley Cup later in his career and what that was able to do to spark him towards the end of his career. And, of course, the Detroit Red Wings. So you never know what can happen as far as for challenging for Gretzky's record. I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, part of me says no. But the other part of me says, well, why, why couldn't he? Uh, you know, Ovi has consistently done 
um, what others think that he won't be able to do. Alan, he's on pace for 65-plus goals this year. Um, that would put him around like six, what, like 658, 657, somewhere right around that area. He needs 257 goals after that. So say he gets 65 this year, he'll need like 257. Um, All right, well, so he's 30. What would you say he was, 33? 33. He okay, would need so to average almost 37 goals till, for the next seven years. Yeah, I, I so don't think say so. So he plays a 40. Uh, but yeah, look. I, 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 I think he could play to a 40, he, but that's a tough, tough to yeah. track. But say he goes off for for 50 goals the next couple of years, and then he goes 30, 30, 30. You know, he stays healthy. There's no lockout. Um, you know, he continues to play at a, a, a pretty decent high level. Um, you know, I, I think the chance is there. It, it's a fun topic to talk about, but I, I think I think the you chance You got another expansion team. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, because, I mean, look, another expansion team. I, I mean, we saw what the Knights did, right? But you're adding another team into the league. That never makes – I mean, you're, you're adding another roster full of players into the league, right? I mean, that doesn't make uh, – you know, I mean, it doesn't make the overall talent in the league. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know. Right. I mean, you know – so, I mean, who knows? I mean, anything is uh, anything is possible. Uh, I think, you know, the lockout thing there was uh, was a good point. Because uh, you know, I mean, it's not like that's never happened before, right? Um, right. So, and there's rumblings uh, for the possibility again yeah. that that. Yeah, you know, it's been he's been fun to watch this year. That that that's for sure, guys. And and you know, I I'm shocked. I I, I really am shocked at uh, where you know what that team as a whole is doing. And you know what? Um, it, it's it, he Ovechkin has you know he put that team on his back last year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And they haven't gotten off yet. Well, Alan, so. I'm glad you could join us for the last few minutes of the show. I mean, I, I wish you could come back and stay I, longer next time. I just wanted to call and say hello. And I wanted to call. You're and, too and busy celebrating high school football championship. Yeah, I'm, ce- I'm celebrating that it's over. <laughs> it's over. Thank God <laughs> it's over. Um, but no, well, I Maybe you can join us next good. week. Yeah, I was going to say, time. you know, next week. Yep, I was thinking uh, next week, uh, if you guys uh, have me, I'd love to uh, love to join you guys next week. I have been watching a lot of hockey, but uh, I definitely wanted to call and wish you guys a happy holiday season. And uh, I, I'll talk to you guys next week, man. Well, I'm glad you called that, Alan. All right. Good to hear from you. Uh, all right, guys, take care. Talk to you next week. All right, brother, take care. Right, you too. Well, that was a fun two hours. I've had a bunch yeah. of hours of hockey talk in, in, in quite a while, so um, we'll be back next quick. week. Yeah, yeah, it did. It flew by. And I know you got to get out of here, so um, we'll be back. I'm hoping next week. I'm hoping we can do it same time next Sunday um, Yeah. if schedules go right. And, uh, yeah, great show. Thanks for everyone listening. Have a great week of hockey, uh, and we'll talk to you all next week.